This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Welcome, everybody, to Turning Two with Booney. Post All Star Game Edition. I'm the executive producer of the Boom Podcast. I'm joined right now by the 2023 Celebrity Softball MVP, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Brett Boom. Hey, buddy. Hi, Rich. How you doing? Yeah. You, it's, you, didn't, uh, you didn't dig the introduction. It's tough being the MVP. Where's the belt? Well, I was a little goofy. It's all right. It was all right. All right. This is it. Uh, All right, for those of you watching now, by the way, I'll just remind popular. everybody. I'll remind everybody we are now available on YouTube. Look under Odyssey Sports, you can find the show on YouTube, and there'll be clips. And I hope this is one of the clips that Mike wants to put out. Ladies and gentlemen, the MVP with the strap, Brett Boo. Very cool. Very cool. How okay. heavy is that but. belt? No, no, I need you to put it on your wear it on your shoulder for the podcast. No, like, 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 I'm done, like. Like Triple H walks around with it. The belt is very cool. I agree with you. How heavy is it? That belt's wearing me out. Just like the All Star Game by the end. Eh, five pounds. Yeah, it's a it's but a it was, it was like having a puppy strap. dragging that thing around. And people, yeah, people loved it. But uh, I I think it's been played enough now. I think no, <laughs> not nearly enough. The belt's awesome. I'm gonna I I'm gonna you... keep it. I I love it. I'm going to display it. I'll be proud of it. But uh, can we put it on? Can we put it up it, behind ran, you next it's, year? Gold it's Glove? ran its course. It's no. ran its course. I, I want it up there well, next to your Silver Sluggers. Well, let me, let me, I'll make that decision. <laughs> Folks, I haven't decided yet. He called, Brett calls me Tuesday. Hey, should I bring the belt with me? Heck yeah, you should bring the belt with me. I don't know if I want to bring the belt with me. Brett. The belt was a hit amongst everybody. It was a hit. They, the fans loved it. They, uh, yeah, everybody 
everybody want you know we were getting people get in line for pictures because that a lot of the events were pictures right and uh then i you know i kind of coaxed them in i said you want to rock the belt and not one person said no they all no. wanted to wear the belt so no it's cool. Uh, it's cool it was fun a lot of fun this weekend we had our junior producer uh brett richardson who held the belt during the podcast and he thought it was the coolest thing in the whole wide world yeah it's 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 the new thing but it's heavy we didn't have yeah it's like a legitimate belt it's a legitimate belt so all right uh three takeaways from seattle in the all-star game which i think you can call either the 2023 all-star game or the Brett Boone um, Invitational, because you were everywhere. No, it was fun. It was, um, you know, and I've, I've done a lot of shows, and we've talked about going back to Seattle, and, and it's been the same theme. It, when we play this game, uh, when we're in our career, in our heyday, um, it's it's tough to, to stop and really appreciate what you have. And times like this, seeing – uh experiencing an all-star game from from 54 year old lenses now it's different than when i was 28 29 30 years old and as players as much as you enjoy it and you appreciate getting the all-star nod it really is a time in the season where the grind's only halfway and yes it's an honor to get to the all-star game but you get there and you do you know everybody wants a piece of you and you play the game and you get through that and you, and you fly home and you're just looking for a little bit of a break to get ready for the second half of the season. All-Stars just kind of, you know, I'm not going to complain about it because it's always great when you make the team. But the, it's different as a current player. For for someone like me coming in, uh, it I, I use the word humbling, but I but I think it's kind of that's kind of appropriate. I mean. It puts into perspective how blessed we are as players to get to do what we do for a living because and and it take i think it takes being away from the game for a while for it really to hit home but i i was just the last day rich i was we were going to an appearance and and uh i'm riding in the car with raleigh fingers and we were teasing because they because the current all-stars had a red carpet that day at 11 o'clock and i was teasing them i said raleigh what if they had the red carpet back in your day i said you Pete Rose, the bird Fidrich, all in their sands of belts, walking down the red carpet. And he, thought, he got the biggest kick out of that. He goes, Booty, he said that would have been so funny. But it's stuff like that, just riding over with Raleigh Fingers, talking to players of my generation. I, I got to catch up with the, the 01 team and the All-Stars. We had eight that year. Uh, I got to see my old skipper, Lou Pinella. Um, and, and, you know, we went down right before the game because we got announced before the game in Seattle, that 01 All-Star team. So they took us, you know, they kind of put us off in a room and then they took us down to the clubhouse and we saw some of the players going back and forth and everybody's saying, hey, what's up? And then they kind of put us back in an equipment room for about 20 minutes before we're announced. And it was kind of like the old days. There was Freddie Garcia and, and Jeff Nelson and Kazuhiro Sasaki, who flew in from Japan. Bone was there. Junior popped in. Edgar was there. And me and Lou were just sitting on the couch 
And I was playing the role that I played 20 years ago. I'd get Lou going and ask him a question, and I'd wind him up, and he'd start telling stories. And Johnny Olerud was there, and and we're just listening to it, thinking, how cool is this? You know, we get to sit here and relive it. It's only for 20 minutes or a half hour, but it was pretty special. And seeing those guys that I hadn't seen in a while, and and Seattle doing a great job. They did a great job with the whole with the whole with the whole package from from start to finish from Griffey's. Uh, Swingman tournament on Thursday, through the softball game, through the uh, through the home run derby and the All Star game. I think Seattle really turned it out. They turned Lumen Field, Seahawks uh, Seahawks facility, into kind of a second facility for us, where we did a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, appearances, appearances and autographs. Inter- well, let me yeah, let, let me let me break this down. Let me break this down. Let's start with the celebrity softball game. You walked out, and we talked about it. Like, what are these guys going to do? How is this game going to be? Um, the crowd was huge because it came right after the Futures game. Oh, I wonder, bigger, yeah, b- bigger than I thought it was going to be. Right, because normally they would have it after the home run derby, and a lot of people would leave because they'd go to a party after the the derby. Uh, this one was prime time, and you were you were right there. It was on Peacock, and then it was uh, reshown on ESPN. What did you think about it going in? Tell me about uh, being involved in it, getting a chance to meet the other players. Jenny Finch, I think uh, Ryan Howard was in it. Uh, Mike Cameron was in it. So give me the whole lowdown of going through and participating in the game, showing up and meeting all these people you never met before. And that's what I'm talking about. It was you go into these things like, okay, it's something we have to do. And I, and I summed it up right before I went up to hit for my first time, they, they interviewed me on the field and they said, what do you think, Brett? I said, I think it sounded like a good idea two months ago, but now that I'm here, <laughs> I know these fans expect me to hit a home run and I don't know if I'm going to come through for them. So that's exactly what I was feeling. Um, uh, rewinded a little bit. We started off over at Lumen field. I got to meet all the guys and there's YouTubers and there's singer songwriters and, and there's influencers. And then we had some, a football, a couple football players, a couple basketball players. You mentioned Ryan Howard, Adam Jones was there. Uh, Felix Hernandez was there. And, and my buddy, Cammy, he was there. Um, and I didn't know what to Mike Cameron. I, yeah. I, I kind of knew, you know, athletically what I was going to get from the athletes. I, I knew that they could roll out their young men and, and they were going to be fine. But I'm thinking, what are these, you know, these YouTubers and these influencers? I knew Jenny Finch was going to be good, but I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, these guys could hit. And the basketball players. Being a, oh, he, he was raking. Zach Devine, he was raking. And yeah. Uh, we're going to have him on the podcast, by the way. Right. But, but that was fun to watch. And um, I just didn't expect him to be that good. So it ended up being a real entertaining. And, and the next couple of days, Rich, walking around, you know, amongst the fans, I heard that a lot. Like, you know, we went to the Celebrity All-Star. Yeah, it was going to be fun to see some of our favorites. But we didn't know how it was going to be. And they said, we were pleasantly surprised. That was entertaining. And I, I thought that as a player on the field, I thought this is way better entertainment than I thought it was going to be. It was a lot of fun. Um, the home run first time up, right? You pitched and you gave up seven runs. Oh, I got lit up. Yeah. I hit the homer. Well, I started at second base. I think I went to first, then I pitched, then I caught. Right. Uh, who, who was making those calls where you were going to play? Did y'all get together? I don't know. No, they were somebody was telling you, somebody was just telling me, I said, where, where am I playing? They had it all worked out. Okay. Um, but we had to check every inning. 
because there were too many players for the positions. So right. um, I just, you know, I, I said, keep me on the right side of the infield because I didn't want to have to make a long throw. Right. So as long as they kept. Because you're right wearing the old man. You're wearing. I, the old I had man. the. Yeah, I don't know what the sleeve people were giving me crap about wearing. Oh, somebody sleeve, had a great tweet. But I have, I have the, the uh, I have so much tendonitis in my right elbow. Right, it's but like somebody sent out a great tweet. Now I know uh, it was like uh, for Tommy Copperfit or something like that. Oh, now I actually know what it's for. Yeah, Copperfit. Yeah, uh, Jenny yeah. Finch, pretty cool. Jenny Finch is great. I think you know she's obviously a great softball player, but she's kind of taken the the. Uh, he, she's kind of the ambassador for the for women's softball, and she has been right. that for a long time. Great player in her day. Now she goes around and 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 she does a lot of these events. She's a great draw. People like her, um, and she was fun. It, I I don't think she wanted me to take her deep though. No, <laughs> the first she, I the know first her. I, I've known her since she was eighteen. She's competitive. Yeah, um, but you know, Jenny's just Cammy. dying to wind up and and. And and pitch like she normally could pitch. Cammy was great. He hit a homer. He got no, robbed but, of but a home she, run. Didn't she strike him and out then, before? Uh, you know, Adam Jones came in and he and he was throwing hard. I didn't like that. No, no, but she struck out Cammy. I wouldn't face her. Jenny didn't. Did, what? Didn't she strike out Cammy before? I think she might have because she used to go around. Uh, right back in the day, she used to go around to our our camps. When she was and hosted this week in I baseball, she came. Yeah, she came to Mariners camp, and and um, I wouldn't get in the box. I said, "I have nothing to gain no. here. Jenny's going to embarrass no. me." So I watched, and I think you're right. I think Cammy was the guy that jumped in. He was the our sacrificial lamb that spring. Because she had struck out. I think she struck out Barry Bonds that that uh, spring as well. Yeah, she struck out Pujols. She struck right. them all out. And after that, nobody wanted to jump in there and do it. Um, right. So did you know a whole of the, the celebrities that you were playing with? The one I that I wanted to know, uh, Jojo, Jojo Siwa. Siwa. And the, Siwa. The, Siwa. Yeah, the girls, my stepgirls wanted me to. They said, right. Brett, you got to get a picture with Jojo. So sure enough, I got the elevator. I got a picture with her. I said, Jojo, I usually don't ask people for this, but could I get a picture with you? And she said, anything you want. I said, my girls will love it. And uh, I got the picture. And, uh, you know, I sent it back to the girls and all their friends and, and they were like, no way you're playing with Jojo Siwa. So that, that's, that was the cool part. And she was great and she was a good sport and, and had fun with it. You, you realize she, in 2020, just three years ago, she was included in Time Magazine's annual list of the 100 most influential people in the world. And she's yeah. hanging out with Brett Boone. And I checked it out. She's got 11 million uh, um, followers Followers on Instagram. So, yeah, she must be a hit for this young generation. But she was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. Would you play in the softball game again? Kind of have to, huh? Kinda I kind of think this this could be your event. You could be like you, you could be MVP, like the, you kind of have to go back. No, we'll right. see. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll, we'll Baseball, see. Baseball, we I, need to see him in Texas next year. I was sore. I was sore after that. A lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving right. on. Home Run Derby. Pretty amazing. You and I got a chance to watch it from the uh, the dugout on the uh, American League side. I think every I think it was everything cracked up. It, and it was funny because I I called Vladimir Guerrero. Not that I knew he All was going to win. I just thought I just thought Vladdy, you know, it's his time. He's not in Toronto. It's not the home home crowd. I know how tough it is with the home crowd, and you want to do it for him so bad. It probably wasn't going to happen for Julio, but I thought uh, Julio will put on a great show for the crowd, and Vladimir will win it. And that's what I thought. Now. I wouldn't have put a nickel on it in Vegas. I, I had no idea, but it just ended up working out that way. It made me look like a genius, but they got everything they wanted. Julio, the crowd favorite, obviously he got announced. They blew the roof off. He hit 41 home runs in the first round. I think that's an all time record in the end. Vladimir ended up winning it. Um, and the fans came and the fans got what, you know, they got a good show and that's what the, the home run derby's become a show, you know, the dunk, the dunk contest and basketball, it's, la- it's lost its luster a little bit. I, I think from a pro bowl standpoint, they don't have anything that really competes with the home run derby. And I, and I think with these current rules, uh, I think it's entertaining. I think the fans like it. I think it's a good formula. Uh, and you and I got a chance uh, to hang out. You got a chance to uh, meet some veterans before yes. the game and you were introduced yep. on the field with them. Brett, I mm-hmm. thought that was really nice. That was really cool. That was really cool. Once again, getting, you know, kind of packing it all in for uh, that, that, you know, coming home party. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a nice touch. It was nice to uh, have them recognized and, and I got recognized on the field with them. It was just for a brief moment. We snuck it in, but I, I I thought that was a really good tribute to, to those guys. We also got to hang out with Dusty Baker a little bit. Dusty popped in, saw him. Uh, talked to Simi in a little bit, met Garrett Cole, never met, met Garrett Cole. You know, I watch him all the time when I'm keeping, keeping my eye on the Yankees, but, uh, he came up, had a nice conversation and, uh, a few other guys. I saw Poppy. I gave him a hard time. I said, we need you on the podcast. He said, Booney, I'm in. So Poppy will be coming on. Um, we saw Eduardo Perez, who's been on the show. Uh, Eduardo, you know, I talked to Tim Kirchin for a while. I love talking to him. I talked to Rosenthal. I said, I like your, I like your choice for the bow tie for, for the all-star game. Got to see Harry, Harold Reynolds, uh, longtime MLB SPN guy. And, and, uh, my team. And we saw Am Singer. Yeah. Another one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, Greg right. Amsinger, the, the head guy. And I looked at him. He put on a great show. You know, I, I, when That's hard there, to do. I, I didn't notice things like that, but now on this side of the microphone, I, I watch for things like this. Greg did a really good job because he, I mean, he had to be on for hours on end and, and he did. And I looked at him, I said, how, how, how you feeling? He goes, wow, this is long, but he, he did a really <laughs> nice job. Uh, the all-star game itself. Pretty special. Uh, they introduced you and your teammates from 2001. Really cool. Plus, plus the highlight was, the highlight was Lou. Uh, the highlight was Lou. They capped it off with the kind of the two pillars of the Seattle Mariners, Edgar Martinez and, and Ken Griffey throwing out the first pitch. Uh, but the highlight for, for me, and I think a lot of my teammates, including Kenny, 
uh, was was Skip coming back and Lou coming on the field and be, and, and being uh, showcased with the with the rest of us. I know it was a, hi- a big highlight of the weekend for me and and I think for a lot of people. So all in all, uh, exhausting trip. We got some podcasts in. We had a ton of meet and greets. We got the belt. Uh, we had a great performance. Seattle did put on a great great show. National League finally won a game. And, wait, wait, go uh, back. Hold on a second. Stop. I, I enjoyed it, but it, it, Rich, I'll tell you this. When I got home, I was glad I was home. Let's go back to Seattle for just a minute. The fans of Seattle showed up. Uh, Katie Griggs, the president of the Mariners, hats off to the Mariners for putting on, I think, one of the best all-star games I've seen in a long time. The 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 town, the facility, uh, T-Bubble Park was electric. Lumen Field was taken over Play Ball Park, but just the entire city. So I want to I do want to mention uh, KD and the Mariners because I thought they were outstanding. And and just talk to me real quick about the Seattle baseball fans who we saw at their best. Yeah, Seattle fans are they're not known nationally. You know, when you think about baseball, you think about Philly, you think about New York, you think about Boston, Wrigley Field. You don't think Seattle, but I lived it and in the early 2000s. And I tell players this all the time. You had to be there but I've never seen a city like, like the city of Seattle in the early two thousands. I mean, it was a rock concert every night. Uh, I tell everybody, a kid all the time. I said, I felt like a beetle every time I took the the field, it could be a Monday night, could be the last place team. And there was going to be 47,000 people there. And it was going to be electric. Like it was the super bowl every single night. And that was because of those fans, uh, it lasted for a few years and Oh, two was the same way. Oh, three, uh, Oh, four, Oh, five. It started to die down a little bit. We were kind of getting older and we weren't winning. Um, but I tell the current players all the time and the people that haven't, they're starting to come back a little bit in the last couple of years. Seattle's starting to add a little excitement, some, some players to their, their roster. And, and they got to the postseason last year for the first time in a long time. But I tell the players, I said, if you win here, if you show them that you're a, a quality product that's going to win, these fans will come out and support you, and they'll do it in droves. I think the Seahawks have seen that through the years, uh, the support they have for them. And uh, if you start being a consistent <clears throat> winning team, that city, that city turns out. Best flex of the weekend, though. Shohei Otani comes up in the All-Star game. And the ch- oh, fans oh, start man. chanting, right? Right. I think you know, um, come to Seattle. Very cool. I, I mean, I, I thought about for a second. I thought, imagine being Shohei right now. How cool right. that must feel, you know? And he's going to have that choice. He's going to have the, the. I think there's going to be eight or nine teams lining up for Otani, and and you know, I've said this a lot. Money's not going to be the issue. It's the money's. Let me stop for a second. Explain this to to the Boone podcast. What do you mean? Money's not going to be issue. Brett, I'm I think going to want to make as much as I can. Correct. But it's not going to be where he's going to be getting, uh, you know, a $50 million offer from one team and a $75 million from offer. It's going to be everybody's going to be at $600 million and above in, into the basically the zone where uh, uh, $10 million here and $10 million there is not going to make a difference when you get to that level. But I think th- something that's not talked about when they talk about Shohei Otani, of course, uh, he wants to win a World Series. We all do. Um, but there's more there's more variables that go into this decision for him. And, and the simplest ones are, where do you like to hit? 
as a hitter, if I know I'm going to go somewhere for the next 10 years, yeah, the money's going to be there. But let's just say the money's all similar. You're going to go where you think you have a chance to win, where you want to raise your family, and really not talked about a lot. Do you feel comfortable when you go to that ballpark? Of course. Obviously, he's comfortable in Anaheim. He sees the ball well. He he likes the mound there. He pitches well there. So he's very comfortable in Anaheim. I mean, it's not too it doesn't sound too bad living in Newport Beach for the next 10 years playing for the Angels. One of the most beautiful atmospheres for me, my favorite ballpark to hit in. You know, I could be 0 for 15, Rich. And if we're going to Anaheim, it doesn't matter how my swing is. I know I'm gonna have a good series. Just a feeling I had us as players. We all have those ballparks that are just magical for us. When we we go there, it's like, all right, that's going to go into the formula when he decides where he wants to play. Now, is that an individual thing for you? So you might feel great in Anaheim, but Edgar didn't? Without a doubt. You know, I used to not like going to Kansas City. Camden Yards was known as a hitter's ballpark. The Baltimore Orioles didn't have a great rotation for my years in Seattle. But we're going to Baltimore, and I'm thinking, no, I don't like that ballpark, something about it. I don't see the ball well. I I don't have a ton of success there. Whereas the other players are like, oh, we're going to Baltimore. Let's get it going. So there is a difference. It's very individualistic when it comes to, you know, certain places. Just the Coliseum. Uh, Everybody talks about the biggest dump in baseball right now. When we were going to Oakland, I was licking my chops because I knew, yeah, everybody, nobody likes the ballpark. It's not pretty, but I always get hits there. So I liked going to Oakland. Old Milwaukee, not the nicest stadium in the world, but I always got hits when I went to Old Milwaukee. Loved it. Loved Yankee Stadium. I loved Wrigley Field. Uh, Fenway Park, beautiful, iconic, but it didn't set up well for my for my offensive uh, skill set. So I had to find a way to get some hits in Boston. So, yeah, it's definitely an individual thing, and and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, If you talk to a handful of pitchers, they'll say, some reason in in, uh, New York, I just – I didn't like that rubber, but in Philly, boy, was I at home in Philly. So it's it's a preference. It's It's an individual thing. Is it psychosomatic, or was it something physically about the way you set up and you looked at the hitters of the backdrop? For the golfers out there, it's like when you step and when you go to a golf course and it sets up really good to your eye. And for some reason, you can't explain it, but you love that course because you always play well there. And there's other courses that may be beautiful and the grass is perfect and the greens are always they're always uh, in great shape. And for some reason, it doesn't set up to your eye and you never put up a put up a good number. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just the way it is. I do it when I go to when I go to my favorite trip, my Pebble Beach trip. Pebble Beach is one of my favorite places in the world. I love the golf course, but I never put, I never post a low score there ever, but I go across the street to Spyglass, which is a much tougher course. Most people have a tough time playing it. For some reason it sets up. And when I step on the tee at Spyglass, no matter what I shot yesterday, I know I've got a chance to, to have a good round. 